we, we're dedicating today's show to young people, young people who want to get ahead. And, and we are looking at all kinds of ways in which we can support young people. We often have this thing about looking and focusing on young people on specific days. Um, and, you know, when, when government has got to make an announcement or something like that or around June 16. And, and we want to make it a habit to, to address issues that really are of a concern to our, our nation on an ongoing basis. And today our focus will be on young people young people and and joblessness right um and and how are we going to get around getting young people to live out all that they've dreamed themselves to become so we we've promised them that after education there will be a better future we're not quite delivering on that and so there are difficult questions that are being asked by professionals by by many members of society and we're trying to get to the bottom of how are we going to support young people um, during this time particularly and those who have committed to education those who really do want to get ahead and are just you know finding it very very difficult so we're going to be speaking to the principal of Vembetivet College um, because they actually launched the annual Heritage Career Expo um, this past week and this was in in collaboration with the Department of Higher Education, Science, Innovation. And um, this was absolutely phenomenal. And I love what's at the center of what it is that they were trying to do. Essentially trying to to bring young people to to explore what can be possible beyond the education that the Tibet colleges, the universities and so on offer. So uh, my guest is the principal of Vembe Tibet College, uh, Basani Lagani, who is on the line with us. Thank you very much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, ma'am, and good afternoon to the listeners. Congratulations on the expo. Um, what I've seen, it really was an ex- a success. I know it's a launch. It's going to be a, a month-long program. Let's talk about what you want to achieve with this expo. Okay, what we want to achieve with this expo, it's something that we started a long time ago. It's for us to want to show off to the young ones to say, you don't always have to wait for the government or to look for a job. We are showing off what we are taking our youth through, through studying um, at the TVET and also what they go through in terms of Center for Entrepreneurship. So we want to show off the work that they do, how they actually generate an income out of that, how they also uh, uh, become their own boss and appoint other people in their own plans in, in what they do. And that range be, between your the clothing, fashion design, painting, your catering and hospitality, where the college also have the Center of Entrepreneurship that is within the college where we take the youth within the community and also some of our students to go through that after they've completed their studies. Mm. And when you say we want to show what they can do, who, who is the audience here? Who are we hoping to see some of the works that they can achieve? Look, um, our audience is uh, it's all over. Global, um, uh, it's, let me say it's our communities and also our international the investors. The, you know, the, the research council so that they can take some of the ideas and do the research for them. So it's like uh, uh, we do have an uh, intended audience, but we realize of lately that everybody's just interested in what we are doing. And and let's talk about. I mean, you 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 collaborate really well with the community around Vembe, and, and there's a lot of programs that you have over and above this particular expo of incubation. I want us to explore a little bit about that vision that you have. Okay, we, with the incubation, what we did, we started with the Center for Entrepreneurship. This was actually funded by CEDA. 
So the first thing, obviously, is collaboration that you see there, and it was actually meant for funding when we established it. The second one was for us to establish the incubation, which also have the technical center and the maker space. What we do there is to allow uh, entrepreneurs to actually um, occupy those uh, incubation stations where they come and do. Some of them do not have, you know, uh, equipment from home, but they come and actually do it within the college. So it's, it's something that is open up for the college, but they produce, they do the real production within the college. And uh, for now, we only having few that are doing that are doing that. So the incubation. It's meant for the incubators to come and run the stalls within the college. Mm-hmm. And and for for obviously in your experience, once the 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 students have come through Tibet, just how difficult is it for them to get employment, to start their businesses, to get on with it? We we hear obviously national statistics, but from your experience, what what's your experience with the young people there in Vimp? Uh, our our experience is that um, you know the, the 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 mindset of the students they have to be motivated being taken through that the way we assist them in innovating their mind in actually arousing their interest hearing what are the ideas that so they are being taken through training they are being taken through they are assisted with funding some of them are being assisted with equipment uh, so that that actually arose their interest so. At first, you struggle with their mindset because everybody go to study thinking that they have to find a job somewhere mm. else. But it assists because we, we, we take them through uh, indicating that, look, with what you have, you can be able to do something for yourself. Some of the things start when we are recruiting them for enrollment. I'm going to give you an example. Mm-hmm. We recruited one of the students whom at home they were, they were like uh, farming. Mm-hmm. The student did not have in terms of academic qualifications, mm-hmm. didn't do agriculture in mm-hmm. metric. Mm-hmm. But because he grew up in a place where there's farming, mm-hmm. he could understand. So the interest actually starts from there. And that's how we arose their, 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 their interest to say, you want to grow up being a primary agriculture, you want to grow up in farming. That's what I'm saying. It actually cut across and we start by arousing the interest. Some will start from the recruitment to study. Some is after they're studying, we check what is it that is their mind, what is it that they can do, and then we assist them in doing that. So we, we identify talent on top of what they've studied for. I, I, I mean, I love this because one of the problems, as you know, is is for young people to be exposed to everything beyond where they are. And sometimes they wouldn't know that there is something like agriculture that they can study at a Tibet college because to them, this is just their way of life. And and I love the fact that, you know, when you go out and, you, as you said, recruit, suddenly they now know that it's possible for them to take this further and do something with what they've, what they've been doing all their lives. Yes, you know, you know, you know, when you talk about primary agriculture, as a college, we need to position ourselves in terms of economic factors that are growing the district where we are. So it's all about also looking at that because the issues of farming and agriculture, what is interesting about them is that they can do it where they are as long as there's land to be able to do it. Unlike when you have to look for the jobs, uh, let's take it engineering and others. You have to go where the factory is. But with farming and engineering and agriculture, what is interesting is that they can start it in their own land, in their own space, and, and they can be able to move with it. And one issue that we also uh, utilize, which I forgot to say, we, we, you know, we bring innovations and technology into, into these things that we do with them. We are busy now training the community, uh, uh, the drone accelerator, uh, because you know you can use that in agriculture where the drones are watering the 
mm-hmm. are watering the the the, the 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 plants and all those things. Mm-hmm. So we 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 try to bring an interesting element into. Uh, what they, what youth are interested in to ensure that they are interested in doing that. That's why you find that we are losing a lot of interest into our youth. Like the clothing that we are talking about for fashion, mm. we we in our facts too, we've got a four IR first industrial revolution. Um, uh, what is it? Branding machine or embroidery machine? Is, is it a four D printing machine? Uh, no, we only have in the three D, but this one is just a normal one, but it uses coding for you to be able to print. Got you. Got you. So we, 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 we actually spice up whatever they are supposed to do normally mm. with your fourth industrial revolution so that they can become interested. Mm. Let me take a quick break and I will take calls as well, particularly for those who are interested in, in perhaps being a student at a Tibet college and you're interested in engineering or fashion and many other things that they offer. And you may be interested in, in some of the things that we've just been speaking about. And also, you can also, by the way, uh, take part in the expo uh, and go see what it is that they offer as well. It is currently on. It's the annual Heritage Career Expo hosted by the Bembetivit College as well as the Higher Education Department, Science and Innovation as well. So we'll give you those details, but you are welcome to give us a call on 011-714-2006 for any questions. I am with the principal at Bembetivit College, Basani Tlegani, who is with me. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Basani Tlegani is a principal at Vembe Tibet College and they launched the annual Heritage Career Expo just uh, I think it was on Thursday and they've they've done this in collaboration with the Ministry of Higher Education Science and Innovation as well um, the expo is is to try and expose young people to all sorts of careers um, but they've they've you know they've termed it I think the theme this year is heritage and and I think it's just been wonderful how there has been a massive collaboration between the college and the community and the community's needs. So Bathani with, is with me until one uh, thirty. So you can call in now, one one seven one four two zero zero six. Bathani, before we went to the break, we were speaking about the wonderful opportunities that exist. But talk to me about the challenges. You know, you you are in areas where a lot of young people are despondent. They look around them, and there is a lot of unemployment. Um, some see those others go to school and come back and not find employment. And as you said, you know, you, you still have to struggle with that mindset. People go to school and to college because they're hoping for a job. Uh, and the reality is very, very different. W- what are some of the challenges that you experience? Um, some of the challenges, obvious. The first one, you know, it's funding. Um, some of the uh, challenges is the um, um, students like forgetting who they are. Uh, I think this one goes back also to the to, to the mindset. Uh, again, um, some of the students thinking, you know, uh, going into the Tibet College is because you. Because get accommodation yes. at the university. That's it. And 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 um, some of them, you know, thinking that you only have to go to college if all else fails. Mm. And mm. Uh, maybe just to share with you, we we have made ourselves to say, if you want to study with us, you must make us to be the first choice mm. uh, by not compromising our our processes of enrollment and positioning ourselves very well. That uh, you need to come here at first. Not after you have uh, uh, failed uh, by marketing ourselves, we we go out and look for community. 
Yes. And and Basani, that that message needs to go beyond the student to even the families, where there will be a respect, where there will be support, where they are encouraging young people to look to a TV college, um, as opposed to always having this being the last option. And and what kind of work needs to be done there? Um, maybe I'll give you an example what our uh, district executive mayor is doing. Mm. Um, I think he's assisting in getting to uh, the families, parents, and everybody else to know about Rembe. Uh, what we also did with him, we, we reached out there to the communities. Uh, one issue that we do, it's not about recruiting them to come and study. Mm-hmm. When you come around Rembe, you look at the schools that were dilapidated. They are being renovated by our students. So we have taken the practicals that the student was supposed to do with their lecturers to be done in the community. So the community is benefiting a lot from uh, the college itself. Uh, so they see the work that mm. the college can do physically and practically within the spaces where they are. In our closing plant, when the COVID came, we were producing almost a thousand masks a day that we just gave out. Uh, we went to schools whenever the district mayor was showing off and it was always coming out to say this was done by the Rembe TV students through their practical. So the, the, the show off of what the college uh, can do in terms of skills, it's making the parents to understand because they see the results of it, uh, uh, where they are, are being these, involved. Yes. Are these plans sustainable? In other words, you know, the, the, the ability to make masks for an event, for instance, when maybe a mayor or an official was around and you were handing it out. I would like to think that you continue to do that and there is a market and there are people who are buying from your students. Uh, normally, we, we what we are doing, we are not selling them and they are not buying from our students. Remember, mm-hmm. the students have to do practical. Sure. Okay? So when they're supposed to do practical, this is part of the program course. So Part of the sewing when they are supposed to learn certain things, we take that and we utilize it for for the mask. So we give them out because they were just produced for learning, but they are proper and perfect because they are being guided. Mm-hmm. In, in in actual, so it's an exposure to the students who are actually doing doing that. Yeah. It's not out of a. The, the, the core business of what we're I, supposed to do. I, I understand. But but I think what I'm asking is to what extent are we able to extend that for fundraising purposes? You said one of the greatest challenges you have is, is lack of funding. And, and if there is a way in which, as you did it with their practicals, that can be a continuing program and it is able to help with the sustainability of the college financially, could that not be an option? Yeah, it, it could. Remember, the program cost, uh, because the, the closing uh, 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 program is funded from the minister, mm-hmm. as long as the students enroll. There's a funding that we get from NSFAS and there's a funding that we get from the, the, the department that actually normally sustain that because it is part of the program. So as long as there are students who are enrolled, funding is actually there. And that's how it's being sustained. So when I said the challenge is actually a funding, mm-hmm. obviously I'm talking about doing more that is outside the program itself, mm-hmm. which can be able to be. But for now, we are sustaining because we are actually doing it within the program. Mm-hmm. Um, are you also finding that you would have, as you said, you know, sometimes you would have students who, who come to a, to a college as a last option? Similarly with courses, they all want to go into fashion because they've seen somebody, they've seen uh, very big names and f- names that are famous and are, are part of popular culture and are not necessarily attracted uh, into going into courses that they're not familiar with. 
Yeah, we, we do. And normally that, it's either, it's two things that going to happen. It's either you'll develop interest when you are there or you become a dropout if you, you don't develop an interest while you are there. So I think for us, what we do is to, during our orientation, I think we do a lot in making sure that you need to be explained about the program. But also we find that most students do develop an interest because of the activities that actually takes place during your during your studies. I think we are actually doing a lot to to, to ensure that we, we don't experience too many dropouts. We have seen the rate of the retention rate improving because students are seeing uh, the activities that are involved within the college. Uh, like our open days, we take those students to come and explain to other students that might be interested into that. We let them show off with the practical component, the output of what they've done, and they feel so proud. And we, st- we still do have some dropouts, but I think we have minimized them because the program has been made to be interesting. And uh, we, we take the students to go out, like at Mapungu, there are students that we took them, we take down some videos, they will see it on our website and so those kind of things keeps them interested and want to actually reach far even though it was not their first choice mm-hmm. let's take some voice note um uh, so some voice notes coming through on whatsapp Pimelo, one africa from the eastern cape good topic once again uh there is no choice now Pimelo. it is about us creating employment this thing of waiting for the bus or waiting to get employed I think now it's becoming outdated. We should create employment as young um, young people. And I think there's a lot of chances here in South Africa. Um, I don't want to be the bad prophet here, but uh, our young youth, our young people are not doing enough. They're not pushing so hard to make it. There are opportunities here in South Africa. We just have to utilize them. And the government should come on board to support our initiatives. Thank you. Hi, Pimela. Corey from Kalbecha. Um, You know, this thing about people having to go to universities and colleges is, is completely um, gives them false expectations because many of the degrees are completely useless in the marketplace. Um, you know, lots of the degrees you cannot work, use in a work environment, and people have got this thing that they don't want to go and do artisans or something like that because... You know, they look down upon. Um, I have a master's degree in chemistry. I'm a pharmacist. And I'll tell you what, if I knew in matric what I know now, I would have done a trade like um, electrician, plumber, millwright, or something like that. Because the future is for people who are skilled with their hands. They can go anywhere, work anywhere they want to, and that's the future. Manfred is calling us from KZN. Manfred, I'm going to ask that you just become patient with us. I'll be back with you and also be back with the principal of Vembe Tivet College as we continue this conversation. I just have to take a pause there uh, for the headlines at 1.30. With- we're in conversation with the principal of Vembe Tibet College, Basani Tlagani, who is uh, hosting the annual Heritage Career Expo. And uh, they're doing this in collaboration with the Ministry of Higher Education, Science and Innovation. And I did say I'll take your calls. I will do that on 11 uh, Manfred, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome, Manfred. Yeah, thank you very much. I'd just like to make a quick comment, mm. I think, in support of the previous um, caller there is mm. that a pers- with personal experience that I had where I was very doubtful of um, sending um, my kids to college mm. uh, but rather than university mm-hmm. until one day dawned on me when um, a 
people in industry mm. indicated that they would actually prefer people from mm. colleges with a more practical experience. And from here, really, I would say, is it not possibly the colleges or the um, department's responsibility to encourage private sector mm. to voice um, their approval of these degrees? Mm. And, um, yeah, let me hear what they you say. Know that, what, that's really what I would. You know what? Um, because you're absolutely right. When the CV, I suppose, uh, when, when people ask for people to apply for jobs, what you would often find is you would then find the degree being the preferred qualification and then others after that, which then says industry gives the impression that they would love somebody who's been at a university as opposed to a college. Correct. But somehow that needs to be changed. Yeah. And I think it's the private or industry's responsibility or, or or they need to be engaged and to give that confirmation to the parents as well as the student. Yeah. And and how's that changed? You said you know this was this changed your outlook completely with your your children. Um, if you don't mind, just maybe give us a sense of what are they studying? Yes. Yeah, I think it just um, it, it changed my motivation because I was very hesitant, and I came. I am a degree person, so mm. I'd say you always have to get a degree because mm. you will have better chances going forward. Mm. But when um, my own family, my brother-in-law, who's in the building industry, said no, that is not the case. I said if you and and I had a son who who didn't get into the right uh, civil, uh, you know, degree that he wanted to, and I was hesitant to send him into to college because mm. I was of that opinion. Mm. Only until I then spoke to him, who was in that industry, he said no. I said, um, let him go to DUT. He mm. says we will take people from DUT as keenly as a degree person. Mm. Well, thank you so much for that call. Really, really interesting. But Sunny, so, so I mean, I'm starting to hear this, that a lot more people are warming up to the idea. We obviously need, as, as Manfred said, the industry to be more, um, you know, more proactive in this. Look, uh, it, it depends on the experience to experience. And when we talk about industry, industry is broad. Yes, right? of course. And, and and I believe that industry now is looking for the skills and knowledge. And I think it goes back that uh, university people comes out with a lot of knowledge than uh, the ones at the college, a higher level one. But when you get a student that are coming from the college, it's more on a, a, a skills and knowledge that they've acquired. They can do the work. And, and, and that's exactly what it, it is. Required. That's what I'm saying. It, it depends. It is correct to say we need to change uh, most of the in, in industry uh, 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 but I'm saying in this world that we are living in now, mm-hmm. uh, I'm saying that for me, I think it is it is actually working depending on what you are looking for. Sure. Because there are several career paths that we have to go through. If we are looking for a work, it, it, so you, you're going to decide where to go. But I'm explaining what when you come out from the college, what are you going to find yourself uh, doing? Most of our students that you saw at a career expo, they indicate that one lady said, I've appointed 20 fashion designers in her plant and she indicated that she only graduated from the college a few years ago. Hmm. Oh, that's excellent news. T- tell me about the, the expo that's already underway. Um, where pe- can people join in? How can they get sight of what's happening? Um, I think we, we've got a YouTube link which I can be able to... Um, um, I'm not sure if, uh, as you indicated, that you've spoken to JTT, that is actually lying on their desk. And I think it's already on the website of the uh, uh, department. Mm. 
All right. Uh, yeah, thank if you. If you go through the website, you can be able to get it. Really appreciate it, Masani Tlekani, who is a principal of Vembe Tibet College. And uh, what I do know and I can tell you is that the expo is already underway. So what you can do is to go to the Department of Higher Education, Science and Innovation. Go to their website there and you can join the expo. It's a, it's a month-long expo. You can join the expo there. It's an online hybrid expo. So you can literally join it from your home um, and just go to the website and you'll be able to, to be a part of it. I also like to... To support with the pre- previous caller who called from uh, PE, you know, uh, if you remember, I think five years back when when Blade came in, the minister said that we are not focusing on TVET, and now he one of his priorities was to make sure that TVET colleges um, are recognised. I have a brother who is artisan; he's tra- he's struggling to find uh, to find uh, internship so that he can qualify as an artisan. But the previous caller is correct. The future, everyone that has a job that is done by hands, those are the ones that are going to get um, employed. And also sometimes we must stop depending on the government. We must also work, um, find opportunities ourselves. Thanks. Yeah, you know, the perception about university versus Technicon, that creates a heck of a lot of confusion. I mean... Sakina was talking to the spokesperson for um, NASFAS the other day and he said, you know, part of the regular expenditure was that they didn't know that students had changed streams. They went from university where they were registered and had everything approved to suddenly doing a Technicon qualification and, you know, going from law to advertising or something like that. You know, and I mean, that's really a waste of money because if people don't know what they're actually wanting to do in life or what the focus is in the economy or whatever it is, we're going to waste money. And money is sorely needed by a lot of people, not just students. So, you know, we really need to make sure that the students are focused and know what they're wanting to do with their lives. As Pamela, I, I, I disagree with the notion that you don't need varsity, you don't need colleges. Um, from my experience, the things I learned in school, okay, I went to UCT, um, that I can apply that, I apply that in, in my personal life, I apply that in my work life. I've had to teach people, especially, you know, I love text. I've had to teach them this and this and, you know, the controls, especially now with COVID expenditure, there's going to be need for us to audit the costs incurred. So I know I think it's about just going to the right institution. How's it, guys? Luzuke from PE. I just feel like companies in general, especially private companies, are just being disingenuous when it comes to this whole salary thing. Uh, as much as they might claim that they prefer people um, from Tivot colleges, etc. However, uh, in practical terms, someone with a degree, if they're walking into your post or into a similar post, they will still out-earn you. Okay, so I just feel that uh, these companies or recruiters in general should be open insofar as the skills matrix and how that fits in and ties into salaries, etc., etc. 
Luzuga FMP. Thank you. Mm, now that that is I like that perspective because I think um, it is the one thing that we need to contend with as well. So while everybody says it's all good and well for you to 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 go to a college, we also then need to be just as as honest about well, what are the possibilities that you're going to earn the same as somebody who's gone to university? And and to the voice note that came through before that, no 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 one was saying you shouldn't go to Tivet College or to university. That's not what we were saying at all actually i think you've completely missed it um the whole point of this is to give time and space um to those who choose to go to colleges and and to not undermine that qualification always uh pitting it up against a university degree that's the conversation it's not to say there is no space um for someone to go to a university what we are saying is that equally we should afford people an opportunity to go to college and in fact it shouldn't be the last option it should also be as just another option not the only uh, option when everything else has failed. So that's what we were saying. At no point did we say that uh, university, there's no place for university. I, th- I think you must have, you must have misunderstood that.